0: This episode of a Top 3 Podcast, like every episode, is brought to you by the wonderful patrons of The Tube. Some personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Vicori, Jill, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Rob Shack, Brian Skircha, Randall, and many more have all gone to patreon.com slash real dave jackson to support the show by kicking us a few bucks a month and that support is greatly appreciated in return for this generous donation these wonderful people are getting the ability to vote on some polls for what topic we do on the show from time to time as well as bonus content at the beginning and end of every episode if that sounds fun to you, you can go check that out at patreon.com slash Jackson. Any and all support is always appreciated. And with that being said, let's get on to the show. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. what's up everybody welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it i'm your host dave jackson joined today by the regular top three crew, starting with aaron angle what's up alan nichols we're off to a good start Hey, everybody <laughs> fan favorite bloodbath mcgrath
1: hey
2: kids uh go outside worst that's gonna happen is a bear eats you
0: that is true uh, or the worst thing going to happen is you're going to have to listen to Bloodbath play guitar during the podcast. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and Heart. we're also joined today uh, by a friend of the show, one of the hosts of the Super Bracket Bros podcast and Top 3 Enthusiast, Jay Davis. Jay, welcome.
3: Hello. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, we have talked about how Super Bracket Bros is like a a sibling show to a Top 3 podcast, so it's only a matter of time before we had you on here. Today, we're going to talk about our Top 3 fictional battles, uh, which was the topic that you brought to the show, Jay. But before we do that, I want to give you a little bit of time to talk about Super Bracket Bros and why it relates to Top 3.
3: Yeah, you bet. So, yeah, as we talked about, you know, you've been on Super Bracket Bros a couple times now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, what is a Top 3, if not just a different version of a bracket, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we we do brackets on Super Bracket Bros, and, you know, we try to find the top three, whether it's 16, 32, 64 characters. We go beat by beat, match by match, and try to find out across the multiverse who is the best of the best. So each season, we take a different category. So right now, we're in the middle of season five. We have doing all things Kaiju. So we have Godzilla, Ghidorah, Ultraman, the Power Rangers every you know we got 16 fighters and what are we trying to do we're trying to find the top 3 we're trying to find the best of the best battle by battle to find out who's going to be the winner um uh, but yeah that's what we do on Super Bracket Bros and yeah so that's why I've always felt a kinship to a top 3 because i mean you guys just skip right to the end which i appreciate greatly because our <laughs> seasons take yeah. 4 to 8 to 12 months at a time <laughs> but um no yeah so i'm super excited to come on and uh, and talk about some fictional battles because that is also something that I am uh, very very much enjoy. So yeah, yeah,
0: fictional battles. I mean, that's basically what you're doing all the time. So yeah, I was exactly. on uh, Super Bracket Bros a couple times. The first time we did Archer versus Black Widow, which was a really fun Classic. episode. Yes. And then uh, the most recent <laughs> one was Sin from Final Fantasy X versus. Uh, the big fucking dragon from um the House of Dragons. I forget its name. Good enough.
3: Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> Not that it matters. <laughs> it's, it's just name. the biggest yeah. one.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, people out there who like top three, ah, uh, guaranteed that you will like Super Bracket Bros as well. Uh, we're basically doing the same thing. Um, yeah. So uh, on today's episode, like I said, we are going to do our top three fictional battles. Um, If you're listening to the show for the first time, the way it works is we've all picked our top threes. We're all going to go around and all say our number threes, then number twos, then number ones, some lightning round honorable mentions, and then we've got a bunch of listener write-ins for this episode. So uh, before we dive into our lists, let's talk about the topic today, fictional battles. The one thing that we all, I thought we all agreed on was large scale battles. So if it's like a 2v2 or like the Avengers fighting at the end of Civil War or something like that. It's too small. When I was making my list, my rule of thumb that I worked with was if I can name everyone who was fighting, it's too small, too small. Um, it's gotta be large scale battles, uh, preferably with tactics and all that shit. Um, so what did you guys think about this topic?
3: Yeah. When I initially presented to you is I, I threw out a bunch of different ideas to be able to tackle and <laughs> you guys globbed yeah. onto this one. Um, uh-huh. and yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a, I, I really like the way that you put it, though, like if you can name everybody, then it's too big. I liked delineating the difference between like a battle and a war versus, you know, what uh, you could say a duel almost, you know, like a yeah. 2v2 or 3v3 or something like that. So I, I, I'm happy with the, the delineation.
4: It kind of went like what we did with like the uh, our top three favorite like action movies episode. Like it has to be like not only does it have to be like large scale, but like it's got to be violent and lots of people have to die. Alan posed a question uh, to the group chat earlier where he asked if it was one person versus many people. Like, does that Mm -hmm. constitute enough to fall into the line of this category? And obviously my first instinct, as always, is to be like, no, Alan, you're wrong. I hate you. But there right. were like two two or three <laughs> that popped into my head as I was thinking about it. None of them made my list. But if we go along the line of like Dave saying, like, you can't name everybody in the battle. So if it's like a main character versus a, you know, team of people, yeah, I, I, I would count that. I just feel like I wanted to jump on that real quick and let everybody know, like, that would be cool to me. I wouldn't fight it. But I, I thought this was pretty cut and dry really easy. Uh it took me a while to think of like all of my three, but there were a couple that jumped out pretty quickly. But yeah, I, I I think I can easily be like very lenient with like what people choose in this episode.
0: Yeah, I I I thought about some of those two, but I eventually decided to go with all like both sides of the conflict have large numbers of people or whatever involved, you know. What uh what do we think about like Another thing I was thinking about, what do we think of fictionalized versions of real battles? You know, like a saving Private Ryan or like the movie 300 or something like that. Did the, anyone
4: think about that kind of stuff? So
0: technically it's
4: fiction because it, cause, cause it didn't happen the way it actually happened. Right. Sure. So, like, well, your favorite again, battle
1: wouldn't be D Day, it would be the opening battle in
4: saving private Ryan. right right, right. exactly so again this is why i'm choosing to be pretty lenient there there weren't going to be any that made my list that were like real battles that were fictionalized for you know tv or movies or whatever but i i wasn't going to be mad at somebody who did it because it's not what really happened so if we're going to like technically define it, it was a battle didn't actually happen so it is fictional Fine, whatever. Talk about it because, like, but as long as you make the distinctions that, like, here, here are the differences between the two of these, and then I can understand it.
3: Right? Yeah, I would say as long as you're not pulling the battle out of a documentary, (laughs) then you're then you're okay. Because I thought about uh, the movie that I I thought about first was 1917, um, because I really genuinely love that movie a lot. Um, And but there's there's one big battle that i thought about it didn't end up grabbing it but i figured that that would have counted if i had decided to
4: yeah and whatever like that uh first medal of honor game i don't know if it was on like the original xbox but you play through d-day like at the very beginning of the game that was Mm. one that was floating around my head a whole lot just because of how immersive that it was but again i i didn't want to tread the line in this episode i wanted to go more along lines what dave was talking about large scale in a situation that never happened before but like I, I had one too that Medal of Honor opening was crazy yeah I uh, I didn't do a 1v2
1: or a 1v3 or a 1v88 because those were the rules that Dave set down but I kind of just did what I wanted beyond that
0: that sounds per usual for the show yeah <laughs> Bloodbath what do you think about the topic
1: it's
2: interesting like I feel when we've when we when we first agreed that we were going to do it like i just kept thinking like okay so everyone like we're all just gonna like name our favorite scenes from like lord of the rings movies like i don't really (laughs) but then i thought about it more i came up with some creative answers i do think there's like there's two that i have that might be questionable so i think i'll make one of them an honorable mention if it's kind of a kind of squeaks by um but like you guys just said, like the fictionalized battles of like, you know, it's just shit like Saving Private Ryan. I'm like, oh, shit, that would have been a really good answer. I don't know why I didn't pick that. Um, I don't know. There was a bunch. I just like started thinking about like a lot of martial arts movies. I'm like, there's a bunch where it's like one or two people versus a handful of other guys. I don't think I can name any other guys, but I don't know if it really counts. I just feel like the way the questions got framed, it was like
1: very much a war. Like, I, it's almost like I feel like that was missing. Well, so I f- I feel like a battle is just a smaller part of a war. So anything that's like not the final fight of like a war, I would think, but part of a greater conflict would be a battle. Even if it included a 1D1. I'm just saying. I clearly don't was a, no 1D1s, <laughs> but
2: I've got my picks and I have alternates if they don't count. And I think <laughs> all my alternates would be good.
0: Nice. Um, Yeah. Bloodbath, you joke about doing Lord of the Rings things, but like I had to limit myself to one Lord of the Rings fight. Otherwise it would probably just be three from Lord of the Rings or maybe two and then one other, you know, bonus one. But
2: oh, I, I might have that problem with Star Wars if I don't, my alternates don't work out. So, <laughs> all
0: right, uh, let's just go ahead and get into the list then. Uh, so I'm going to go up with my number three. Uh, let's see what do I want. Number three. Um, I'm going to say the ending of Ender's Game is my number three. Uh, you mm-hmm. guys read or watched the movie Ender's Game?
5: Yes, mm-hmm. I, I am
2: unfamiliar. Yep. I okay. read I started reading the book in college, but I didn't finish
0: it. Okay, that's a shame because the ending is like really (laughs) fucking cool. (laughs) Um, So I'm gonna spoil the ending of Ender's Game. So uh, the the four of you, tough luck. Everyone else, if you want to hear what happens at the end of Ender's Game, skip ahead until you hear someone else talking. Uh, So in Ender's Game, Ender is this like boy who's in this like military school. He's learning like tactics. They also play this weird uh, like sport that was really cool to read about in the book. Uh, But anyway. He does these, like, simulations of uh, the Earth's forces against these aliens, basically. And uh, they're teaching these little boys how to, like, you know, think tactically and command armies and shit. And then at the end, he does one of these simulations. And at the end of the simulation, he wins. And everyone is, like, cheering and shit. It was, like, this big uh, struggle of a a simulation. Everyone around him is cheering. And he's like, whoa, what's why is everyone's just a test? And they're like, no, dude, that was the real shit. You've been fighting the real wars this whole time. And it was a really cool reveal of like what was going on. He's like 10 years old. So not emotionally equipped to handle what he's been doing. Um, (laughs) Genocide. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the books kind of like uh, from what I can tell, kind of deal with him picking up the pieces and like atoning for everything that he did in the first book. Uh, But The fact that they had this like large scale Earth's forces versus the aliens uh, and they tricked a little boy into basically calling the shots for the whole thing uh, was a a really cool moment. It's a it's a cool story. I like the book a lot. The author is a giant piece of shit. I want to note that out loud, Uh, but it's a really cool idea. That's my number three. The ending battle of Ender's game.
3: Yeah, no, that's a great pick just from the just from the twist you know just yeah. the implication because i remember i saw the movie a long <laughs> time ago that was feels like probably came out in like 2007 feels like a mid early 2000s movie uh but mm-hmm. i don't think i really grokked it so like when i read it for the first time i was pretty unspoiled and when i got to the end it's just like the you you feel the the weight that this kid can't handle <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no human should. Um, yeah, no, it's really, really, really excellent. So, good pick.
4: Is this? It, it, did South Park play off this that episode where like Kenny <laughs> had to like control the armies of heaven versus like the armies of the underworld? Do, do you guys remember that little like? I don't the, know if it was actually that came it. out way before the movie did. That they may have been playing off of the book
0: though. Yeah, because the book came out yeah. in 1985.
1: What was what was the movie, the old movie where um the kid had to play a video game? A Starfighter was it the last starfighter?
2: Yeah, there's oh. last starfighter where he like gets he's playing a video game and it turns out to be like a test by these aliens for him to go like be their <laughs> like leader. And oh, then, that's
4: probably I, what South Park was playing off of. Obviously. I think
1: that's what it was that South Park was doing, yeah.
0: Fair the uh the movie Ender's Game came out in 2013 uh but you're right Jay it does feel like it came out I an extra injured. 10 years before that <laughs> yeah um yeah. and the movie was not very good like they they rushed no. through a lot of a lot of like the setup for what was going on it's just it, it's really hard to uh to take like a a a whole ass science fiction book and make it into an hour and a half movie and make all the pacing and stuff make sense uh but Harrison Ford's in it
3: Yeah, Harrison's Ford in it. There are scenes that are quite good in that movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. The whole thing as a whole doesn't work. Yeah.
1: I kind of disagree. I mean, so I I read the book uh, probably maybe a year or two before the movie came out. And then I just saw the movie maybe within the last three or four months. It was on Amazon or, or Hulu or something like that and i I agree with Dave. I think that that final battle scene was was really striking um and even though it was a lot of child actors in the film, <laughs> I thought that they did a really good job hey, they were um, pretty good yeah i mean for for what the movie was, I think that it was i think they did a a solid job of conveying it like obviously it was a series of of stories um and they they crammed what they wanted to into a A single movie that was maybe two hours long. I'm not sure. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was good, but Ender's game, really cool story. Super cool twist at the end. Um, Yeah. Good pick.
0: Hell yeah. All right. So my number three, that was, uh, the final battle at the end of Ender's game. Aaron, what's your number three?
4: Hey, uh, my number three, I'm going to keep pretty simple. I don't think this is, uh, surprising at all. Um, My number three is going to be the Battle of Hogwarts that takes place in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going with the I'm going with the book version. Uh, The movie version of the battle was was pretty cool. Um, But there was there. okay, so there was one thing I really, really enjoyed about this battle. And you see it sometimes, but you rarely ever see it like as well explained through movies or television, which is there is a battle going on for. I, I don't know the 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 last like like twelve of the last like fifteen chapters of the Deathly Hallows. Um, so there is this giant battle raging on in Hogwarts between the Death Eaters and the Aurors and Dumbledore's army. Um, but while that is going on, Harry, Hermione, and Ron are kind of off and doing their own thing. So it's really cool that the battle is taking place, and you can hear and like you read remnants of stuff from the battle happening as they are trying to. You know, I, I believe they're looking for like the Diadem of Ravenclaw uh, and they're trying to get like the rest of the Horcruxes so they can kill Voldemort. Um, but I, I just really love this battle. I, I really like Harry Potter. It's one of my favorite book series of all time, and it's very rare when something that long has such a good payoff. And in, in the movie, it comes off kind, kind of corny. Uh, the final battle between Voldemort and Harry, I think, is done way, way better in the book. Is another thing that I wanted to uh, talk about is it's always cool when there's a giant battle involving a lot of people, uh, and it culminates with a fight between the protagonist and the antagonist to decide everything. Like, you have this giant battle at the end, they kind of call it, Harry and Voldemort meet up, Harry kills him in a very hilarious but stupid way the battles over but the main reason i had to pick this to be on my list is i i I do think it was really cool that like while this battle was going on for the the last like seventh sixth seventh of the book that you had chapters where the main characters tried to do things blah 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 you know game of thrones should have taken a page from this from this uh from harry potter's book or from harry potter's book like in game of thrones the last couple of battles just felt meaningless because nobody important died Battle of Hogwarts, lots of important people die uh, on both sides. So I, I could talk Harry Potter all night long, but just like reading the Deathly Hallows for the first time from the very first chapter titled the Battle of Hogwarts for like the next 10 or 11 chapters is just a wild fucking ride. So I had to put it in my top three. So I'm going to I'm going to stop it now. Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows, uh, the Battle of Hogwarts. That's my number three. Nice. It's a good pick.
0: All I remember from that is Neville killing the snake. And then that weird demon baby Voldemort thing scene. That was weird.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) The the, the, the platform (laughs) nine and three chapters chapter, which is, which is great. Like, you know, they Voldemort stops the battle in the middle. He's like, I'm going to let you collect your injured and do your thing. Bring me the boy. Bring me the fucking boy. Harry Potter comes, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you should know by now, he kills him, he's brought back to life, he has this chapter inside of his own mind where he's talking to Dumbledore at this, like, (laughs) hollowed version of Platform 9 and 3 quarters, comes back, says, fuck it, it's time to go, the last part of the battle takes place, and he just (laughs) armist, kills Voldemort in the dumbest, stupidest way possible, but, uh, you know, like it's not like on a grand scale of like a, like a world war quest battle. There's not thousands and thousands of casualties, but like this whole seven book series culminates in this one really, really cool battle where main characters die and main characters, you know, finish story arcs, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it it has a lot going on in this last little bit. So, you know, I, I had to talk about it. I, I I love the series and I really, really enjoyed this battle. I love the battle of Hogwarts. Part of it, uh,
1: the book, obviously, the movie, I think, was very, very lackluster. It was fine. Um, I feel the same way about Game of Thrones, though. So, I mean, and this is more to your point about Game of Thrones. Stop giving Game of Thrones a hard time, Aaron. The books will be better. They'll take several chapters to talk about the big fights. It's going to be fine. Um, And yeah, yeah, your pick was good, too. <laughs>
4: I, I, again, I was just more so talking about like the last couple of big battles in Game of Thrones and not the entirety of the show and the story combined. But like, yeah, I hope the books <laughs> come out, Alan. I hope they do. I like Nothing your confidence. If not confident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the Battle of Hogwarts for Aaron's number three. Alan, what's your number three?
1: Uh, my number three is kind of along the same lines of Aaron uh, as to why I chose it. I picked uh, the opening sequence for the movie Gladiator. Uh, oh yeah. Starring <laughs> Russell Crowe. <The> hell Yeah. <laughs> uh, making movies, singing, singing songs,
0: songs and
5: fighting, fighting
0: around, around the
5: world.
4: world. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to sing the rest of the song. I'll we'll sing it at the end Go of the episode. back and listen to that episode if you want it. It
0: would be the sign off for today. Deal. I mean
1: um so anyway I, <laughs> gladiator it was the first r-rated movie <laughs> that i saw in movie theaters
5: oh yeah
1: and, uh it's a, a like a dope opening scene i don't know if you guys remember it but it's uh I, the movie of gladiator i guess i assume people have seen it it came out forever ago
0: who hasn't um, seen gladiator i mean I- even i've seen gladiator
1: Dave, there are weirdos out there that have not seen Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. I like. I, I feel know, like man. I have to ask these questions at this point. It's
0: yeah. Like,
5: ugh.
4: <laughs> Jay, Jay, in his camera <laughs> <speaking> <laughs> Like he ain't I just never Jay, seen either. Like, oh no! <laughs> this is why I asked the question. <laughs> like, you know? he did. He did. He, he's been stoic the whole time, and I just saw a twinge in his eye when Alan said. <laughs> Yeah, so, I was wondering so, okay, if anybody would have So, gladiator is, uh, its
1: a—it's—it's <laughs> set back no, in, in ancient Rome. It's a story about a gladiator who, uh, well, uh, a Roman general who gets uh, made into a gladiator and then uh, kills an emperor. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, <gasps> so, uh, anyway, the opening sequence is uh, the Roman army marching into uh, Germany. And there's this massive horde of of uh, of barbarians, and they're just these German people dressed like hobos, and uh, and then on the other side of this valley, there's just uh, thousands of these Roman shol- soldiers uh, in like bright shiny armor with uh, like big. I, it's like Ro- roman napalm machines uh and so they just open up fire on them and uh burn a bunch of them alive and then russell Crow comes in <laughs> and uh like needlessly uh beats some people to death and then uh and then yeah that's it's it's much better than i'm giving it credit for uh, but you should you should check it out everybody else has seen it so they know what i'm talking about jay I feel yeah, like uh, no, I, I should have <laughs> rewatched this, like in the last in the last decade or so, so I could I could describe it better for you.
3: What can I watch Gladiator on? It's got like it to be it uh, on. it has to
4: be VHS.
1: VHS. <laughs> I
3: feel like it's got to be Russell, HBO Max.
1: Russell Crowe's trying to sell subscriptions. You know, I mean, I was just cause... gonna
0: say like. <laughs> I don't I don't really miss having cable aside for a few things, and one of those things is the fact that at any given time Gladiator is probably on TV.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that and Shawshank Redemption, guaranteed yeah. at any given yeah. time. Yep. I love the movie Gladiator. I will say I, I rewatched it like five years ago, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't as cool as I remember it." But that opening scene is awesome, Alan. I totally agree. Really cool. It. It sets the tone for how violent and gross the movie is going to be, and it doesn't disappoint the rest of the way. So, I, it's, it's 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 a fine battle, but it was horrifically violent and definitely <laughs> sat with me when I was like fourteen, <laughs> like for a second. So devastatingly I, I like gory for a uh, it's for, very, for a, very 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 violent. Yeah. I've never seen anything that violent before. I'm with you.
3: Should I just wait till Gladiator 2 comes out and then back to yeah, back? I was it? just <laughs> gonna say
0: yeah, there's just Gladiator
4: 2?
3: Yeah,
0: coming yeah. next year.
4: Oh no, is there really is yeah. Russell Crowe in it? <laughs> Russell Crowe in it? Uh, uh
0: no, Russell. but Pedro Pascal is because he's oh, everywhere. Yeah.
4: And Denzel yeah, I, I,
0: Washington's in it? What the
4: fuck? <laughs> <Denville>.
1: <laughs> you think they're gonna I don't, give Rome a black emperor?
4: Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Whatever capacity they use, Dead Zealot is going to come off racist to me. I'm just there's no way Gladiator (laughs) Two, there's no way Gladiator Two is the one that breaks that racial pressure. You
5: know
0: what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Gladiator is streaming. Uh, I don't know. Amazon. You can can buy it on Amazon.
3: There you go. (laughs) Everybody, go watch it. Watch it on uh, on Amazon
0: Prime or some shit.
3: You guys are fine, you know, like filling the air for like two and a half hours while I go watch Gladiator, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. we we'll yeah, good. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, we'll be I good. got lots of singing all to the time in the guy. world.
3: Oh, perfect. Good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So, Alan's number three, the opening scene from Gladiator and Bloodbath. What's your number three?
2: All right. Uh, my number three, and hopefully we feel that it counts. Uh, it is the end. Battle from Hot Fuzz with uh, Simon Pegg and the
5: Cross (laughs) and the rest
2: rest of the uh, police force going against the entire village and just an all-out crazy shootout through the town, Um, ending culminating in a chase scene with Timothy Dalton, uh, the main (laughs) villain of the movie. Spoilers.
5: (laughs) Uh,
2: So I I really like Shaun of Ah, oh, dude, I love that movie too. I really love Shaun of the Dead when it came out. Like, I fucking loved it. I think I was it's like homesick one day in high school, and I f- saw that movie on HBO. And like, I don't know. I think I started texting Aaron. I was like, dude, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so super excited when Hot Fuzz came out. Like, I remember like it first came out, and I was like, oh, dude, I don't think I like this very much. And then it's like a couple months later, I saw it again, and I was like, all right, it's kind of funny. And then I saw it again like a year later, and it's like. All right, this movie is really funny and then I think I it, it hasn't surpassed on the dead and enjoyment, but it's close and I just love uh, the whole idea of like playing in all the uh 80s and 90s action movie tropes, especially like the uh buddy cop movie tropes and um they do it so well. And the movie is so funny and I you almost kind of feel like it's not going to deliver in the action side of things like it's going to you know, be a lot of laughs and then just kind of like fizzle out toward the end. But they come up with like just this amazing long extended shootout fight sequence where they go through the entire village and round up more people to like join their crusade. Um, Almost like, you know, wild, you know, wild west style. Um, Really good. Like for a comedy, I think the action toward the end of the movie gets surprisingly well done. And uh, it was a, it's a really nice surprise because up until that point, It kind of didn't play it. I rewatched the movie recently. Like it's kind of an odd movie for a minute. It's a little bit of a buddy comedy. It's a little bit of a fish out of water. And then it's like, there's this mystery that's going on on top of it. And then at the end, it's just this complete eighties, like ridiculous action movie. Uh, But it works. It's really, really good. If no one's seen it, uh, hot fuzz is definitely worth checking out. It's the best of the Coronado trilogy. In my opinion, not better than Shaun of the dead, but like those two are on par. I don't like worlds End so
1: much. Those two movies are great. Um, I love Hot Fuzz. I watched, they, it's on Amazon, everybody, so don't run out and buy it. You can watch it on Amazon right now. Um, two I watched it nine. Twice, twice in the last two weeks I've watched that. Excellent movie. Uh, but that's Yeah, oh, it's so good. I mean, I fell asleep the first time I watched it. Um, yeah. But still, really good. It was very late. Yeah, no. The action does hold up. I think it's mostly supposed to be a comedy the same way that shot of the dead is mostly supposed to be a comedy with just that, that like flavor of action. But that definitely counts as a battle. It's, uh, you know, there's like
4: 30 it's on like, 30
1: or something. Yeah, it's right?
0: like a, a whole police force versus yeah. the people in the village. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I, that, I think
4: movie. that. counts. So, so, okay. So where it doesn't fall within the lines of our definitions, I'm pretty sure every character that they fight is a named character in that movie so you, you, you probably can name all of the characters but i had a similar thought for one of my top 3 which was uh and i don't remember the name of the city cuz i'm awful but it's in the gunslinger when roland has to battle his way like out of that town the i, I can remember yeah well no it's no, no not it's, the
0: call the one early early in the yeah like, oh, like in the first in couple Wizarding of chapters
4: La- of the gun- uh, no of the gunslinger the actual yeah. the first oh. book where, with, he, um, where he gets into a fight and he has to kill all hair. the people in the town. I, yes, right? <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, I would have counted that because it, it, it's one guy versus a bunch of people trying to get out of this town. This is a good answer, Bloodbath. We've talked about Hot Fuzz on the podcast before. Like, specifically, that part of the movie is what makes the movie as good as it is. So, it, it kind of reminds me of that same thing with, like... Uh, Roland kind of fighting his way out of that thing so you would have to count it as a battle even if to me it doesn't technically fall in the lines of what we said but it is nonstop action sequence with lots of killing for the last like 40 minutes of the movie it's very epic so I, I, I like this answer
3: Jay,
0: have you seen Hot Fuzz?
3: No, I haven't seen Hot Fuzz, which is kind of surprising because I really genuinely enjoy Edgar Wright. So, like, I like Baby Driver is, like, one of my favorites all time. Ooh,
0: yeah. yeah. And
3: uh, that's really an excellent movie. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, also probably in my top 100 somewhere. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, also very good. But, uh, yeah, no, Hot Fuzz, uh, I've missed but I now have two movies. I I, I see a, a double feature coming up between Gladiator and Hot Fuzz. <laughs> there we yeah, go. I'm, ta-
4: yeah. I'm telling you, dude, just don't waste your time with Gladiator. It's fine. Watch Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Watch the awesome. first 15 minutes. Yeah, just to contextualize the battle and Alan's answer. Yeah. yeah, and then turn it right off, dude. Just a perfect. lot of people talking in accents. It's awful. It's like four <laughs> hours long
3: too. Don't watch. Okay, it. So fifteen <laughs> minutes of Gladiator to warm me up for Hot Fuzz, and okay, then yes. all of Hot Fuzz.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Hot Fuzz is great. All right. um So that was Bloodbaths number three. Uh, the ending of Hot Fuzz. Jay, what's your number three?
3: So my number three, I got to go with one of the most. I mean, you know. Uh, well-known franchises that just happened to be my number three but I got to go to the MCU I got to go to movies mm-hmm. here and I got to go with the battle that ends Infinity War uh, so this is the uh, second of the like last two combo this is Infinity War and then Endgame so this is sort of like the the climax of these two movies, really, you know, this is where mm-hmm. all the heroes, they come together. You have the entire Wakandan army coming together. Uh, Yeah, and specifically, this is the battle that takes place on Earth. You know, I, I the battle that takes place on Titan wouldn't count under our parameters. And I also think it's pretty right. good, but it's not an all-timer. The scene where Thor shows up with Rocket and Karut in this battle, like, Mm -hmm. makes my jaw drop every single time I see it. Infinity War is one of my favorite Marvel movies, period. And it's because I love how this battle ends. I love that they, I love that our heroes lose. I love that, I love that that was the choice that they made for this battle. And every single moment leading up to that, just tops itself in how epic it is and how, the, they reached that conclusion. So, yeah, no, the, the battle to end Infinity War, uh, it's just so cinematic and it's just one of my favorite movie-going experiences I've ever had. You know, just like mm. I I can't... It's, it's hard to think of another moment where I was just totally, completely invested in everything that was happening. Like I was hanging on to every single frame uh, of that battle. And, uh, yeah, no, I genuinely uh genuinely love the end of infinity war and just that movie as a whole
0: yeah dude it's fantastic so i take it you saw it in a the theater unspoiled oh, yeah. at the time yeah oh
3: yeah yes yeah no which yeah. i think elevated that much more is like having that moment of like that we lost you know i i think yeah I, I think that adds a lot to it you know especially you know when Thanos enters the battle and just i mean it, it's you know it's over at that point but you're like it's the avengers it's going to be okay <laughs> and slowly realizing it's not that's good stuff i i, I genuinely like it. it's it uh, marvel subverting expectations which they haven't done since <laughs> not even yeah. like a little bit so yeah <laughs> i, I say uh, maybe that's why i savor it a little more uh a little more even
0: <laughs> it, it's crazy how like marvel spent like a decade leading up to that movie in particular basically Mm -hmm. like slowly introducing the infinity stones and Thanos and all the characters and all this stuff across like 20 fucking movies. And they pulled the whole thing off. Like, Oh yeah. It's, it's a feat of like logistics and planning and making good movies that people want to go see 20 of, you know, like others are trying it. Like they, I I don't want to call it a trend because the attempts by others are not working at like doing what Marvel did there. Uh, So it's, it's really, really impressive. And I agree. Like the end of it is really like the, the fight it's outside of, it's outside of Wakanda, right? Like the fight on Mm -hmm. earth. yeah. Yeah. That fight is awesome. And then yeah, Thanos comes down. Everyone tries to fight him for like two minutes and he's like, motherfucker, like, no, you can't, you can't do shit against me. Um and then yeah he fucking wins and everyone like people were like crying in the movie theater like when Spider Man died and shit. Oh,
1: this yeah. was the next to last movie, right?
0: Well, in that arc, yeah. Right, End yeah. This was part one of the the ending, basically.
1: Okay. Okay. So this is the one where it ends with uh with Thanos with getting the, the axe, right? And the Everybody chest getting and... dusted. Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Good deal.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, good that stuff. that movie's great. And they pulled it off with Endgame too. Like we our listener top 3s have a lot of uh mentioning Endgame.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no there were loads of Endgame picks. That I I Endgame was also extremely good. You know, I also saw that Thursday night and I loved it. I just think the the ultimate battle of each of those movies, I just like Infinity War a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do it.
1: like uh, Fat Thor in Endgame,
3: though. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I feel
0: yeah. like that's, that's something
4: that it, it <laughs> has over Fat it. Fat Thor it. is a treasure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must be protected at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say one very quick thing. I've, I've never seen these movies before, but I do find it very. I, I think the reason that you like this more than you would like any of the battles where the characters win in the next movie is because they take that L. There are a lot, oh, like, yeah. you know, you can, you, you know, that that's a huge part of like an epic battle. Is It's like if you know you're going to like, you know, you said that the movie like subverted expectations. I think that's like the best way to put it. Like you don't expect them to lose. And then when they do in that epic of a fashion, like it's definitely way more impactful on how you view that entirely. So I'm no MCU expert or anything like that. But I do think like there is something to be said about the merit of like a character or a group of characters losing something. And, and, and why it can mean that like much to you. So I, you know, again, I've never seen these movies, but like, I, I do respect that part of your answer because it is one of those things that you have to like come to grips with. And if you have to come to grips with it, it's meaningful and impactful. And like, I can understand why you would want to put like a battle like that, that high up.
0: Yeah. Cause like in all these, you know, colossal fights, like big conflicts, there's always a point where you think the characters are going to lose. There's always a point where they're like, they're down, And then they rally and win at the end, right? Well, that's not not what happened in this. And so everyone, like, I don't know, like, at least in my experience, I didn't know what was coming. Like, I didn't, like, study the MCU roadmap or anything like that. So, like, when they lost, I was just like, oh, shit, it's actually over. They actually lost. And then we have to wait two years to find out what happens.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. No, I just... Uh, it's definitely a part of it. I would say it, it is what puts it in the top three for me is the result of this battle for sure. Yeah. And yeah, getting to see the heroes fight this crazy Thanos army is also wild, you know, because I mean, everything's been on earth and now all of a sudden <laughs> you're throwing space creatures at them. You know, it's a, it's a good time. I like it.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So Jay's number three, the, uh, the fight at the end of Avengers infinity war um, and I'm going to go to my number two, which is, uh, so I have two battles from the wheel of time written down. Has anyone read the wheel of time? No. I have not. no, no, I didn't think so. Uh, has anyone watched the TV show? There's only one season, I think.
5: No, I, I haven't. Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, this will be a fun Bloodbath, discussion. Blood, yeah. Then. yeah.
0: Bloodbath is <laughs> mad. Um, so i have yeah. so many thoughts right now dave god <laughs> damn it How you no, sure, dave? there's all right so i'll save one for the honorable mentions the battle i'm going to talk about from the wheel of time is called the battle of dumai's wells and uh in the wheel of time um it's set up where only women can use magic uh, there's two types of magic women use one men use the other the version that men use has like a taint so men go crazy if they use magic So what they do is they hunt down men who can use magic and like either kill them or kind of like sever their ties to magic. So women run the world of the wheel of time, which is a cool setup for the story. The main character can is a man. His name is, his name is Rand and he can use magic and he's like the chosen one who's going to, you know, defeat the devil at the end of uh, the 14 book series. Um, And, in the Battle of Dumai's Wells, Rand is captured, uh, and he's—they put him in this little box, and there's a bunch of women like holding a magical seal on the box, and he's like, "There's like a you like walk through like the minutia of him like undoing this seal on the box, and then he pops out. He has an army of men that can use magic that he's saved from like the hunt, and they roll in and they just explode all the people that were keeping him prisoner and so there's like this part like i remember it's like the two sides like facing off and then the men charge in and bodies just start exploding into like blood and viscera and shit and it's like they talk about this is in book six i think of the series and they talk about it for the entire series all the way through book 14 And book fourteen itself is one battle. That's the book is the final battle. It's thirteen hundred pages long, and it's fantastic. (laughs) And uh, but the the Dumais Wells battle is just really really cool. It's one of the first times where you start to see like the solution for the men instead of like going crazy. You start to see like how they can kind of exist and help in the fight because the ultimate goal is to defeat the the Sauron analog, you know, cuz it's a super Lord of the Rings inspired story. Um, but yeah, that that battle is super cool. Um it's super brutal. It is described in great detail how bodies are exploding all over the battlefield uh due to the force of the men's magic. And uh yeah, the Battle of Dumai's Wells from the Wheel of Time. Um if you guys haven't seen it, they're doing a show. I think it's on Amazon. I watched the first season it's fine. It's not going to be as good as the books because it's, there's no way it was going to be, but uh, it's okay. It's an interesting, you know, premise for a story, but yeah, the books are, uh, mostly really good. There's, I think the original author did 11 of them and the first like seven are really good. The, The next four are like terrible. And then he died and Brandon Sanderson took over, wrote the last three books and they're fantastic. So, uh, it's it's hard to recommend a 14 book epic fantasy series to people, but it is good. Um I do I do think it's cool. So, yeah, The Battle of Dumai's Wells from The Wheel of Time.
3: Yeah, no, Eli recently suggested. Uh, he suggested uh, my Eli, sorry, my co-host of Super Bracket Bros suggested. Yeah. Uh The Wheel of Time to me a while ago. Uh said don't bother with the show. Um but um <laughs> I was going to ask you, did you did you read or did you uh perchance listen to the audio book because that's how I've been consuming my books lately.
0: Yeah. Uh, I read the first, I think the first eight books I read and then I had a job where I drove all day long. So I listened to the bad books via audiobook when I was driving <laughs> and then I picked up the actual books again when Sanderson took over the series and like the last, the last book is, like, no exaggeration. The last book is the entire final battle, and it's 1,300 pages long, and it's incredible.
3: So it's done. Like, it's not like there's...
0: Yeah, it's finished. Wow, yeah.
3: holy smokes. Yeah. Oh. And I'm yeah. also, I've started to chip away at Discworld, <laughs> so it, I, it may oh, take oh, me... Yeah, it take, might, t- <laughs> might take me a second to get around to the wheel of time, uh, yeah. but um, I'm intrigued, uh, to say the least.
0: Yeah, the first book came out in 1990 and mm. the last book came out in 2013. It was actually not not bad uh, by George R R Martin standards, 14 books in 23 years.
3: There there are many yeah. that are bad. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> in reference to George R R, R. Martin standards. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Even uh even Stephen King is like, "Oh, pick up I- your shit, Mr. Martin." <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, if no one else has seen the Wheel of Time, then we'll move on. But just know the battles are really cool consistently throughout the series.
4: It has cool battles. Uh, Aaron, what's your number two? I really should read the Wheel of Time. You've been telling me forever. I might. Uh, I my, my number two, I, I did do a video game. Uh, so my number two is going to be the level Katina from Star Fox 64. Uh, if you guys remember this level, it is the one where the Independence Day like mothership comes down over that pyramid and you find yourself in the middle of like basically a giant space battle, right? So Mm. this battle is really easy, uh, but you can extend it forever. So one thing that I like doing when I was a little kid, so basically this giant mothership lands and every couple of seconds, it's just unleashing just random ships into the battle. So yeah. So to me, it felt like, like, you know, when I was thinking about like a, a Star Wars-esque style battle, like when I got a 64, like that was <clears throat> Star Fox was the very first game I had because like the the, the Star Wars style space battles always resonated with me hardcore. And this is the one uh, level in the entire game that kind of I feel like really lets you experience that where if you don't want to, you don't have to beat the level. You can literally just fly around and shoot down ships for Two hours, and the game will literally just let you do it forever. But I remember this being like the very, and this is before I played Rogue Squadron, like the very first time I had played a space battle where I'm shooting with my ship, and it's three-dimensional, and that level to this day has always (laughs) stuck out with me. Now, the only way to get to Katina in Star Fox 64 is you have to take like a waterfall in the first level, and then like the second level, you have to like destroy this specific asteroid or whatever so it's not on like the regular path it's almost kind of like a secret level or an alternative route that's hard to find but when i think of video game battles this is the very first one that popped into my head i love flying around just shooting down ships it's it's like literally you and like your three companions and like hundreds of these just like random ships that go down after a few shots And I would remember getting to that level, just running or just flying around, like shooting things down. And then like I get tired, just turn off the game without saving it or anything like that. Because that's the part I didn't care about getting to the end. I cared about getting to Katina so I could take place in this giant space battle. And Star Fox 64, also one of my favorite video games of all time, uh, was my introduction into the third dimension when it came to video games. So this I, I had to talk about one video game one. I, I I do think this level on Star Fox 64 is awesome, and I had a ton of fun playing it. So that's going to be my number two, Katina, the level from uh, Star Fox 64.
0: Nice. So I had to look up pictures of this level, but I remember it for sure. There's a bunch of other like named characters that come in, uh, named like <laughs> Bill and Andrew and shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're you're
4: you're fi- you're fighting your rivals, right? Yeah.
0: Um, I. You guys know I'm like, I, I don't think a lot of N64 games have aged super well, but Star Fox 64 still slaps. That game rules. Uh, it probably always will. Um, it's just a really, really good game. You can play the whole thing in like 40 minutes. So <laughs> yes, it's not particularly difficult. It's just, yeah, just go into some space battles. Uh, get mad at Falco.
5: God
2: damn, Falco. I, slip didn't think about. Thinking, I didn't think about video games.
0: Love you, slip.
5: No. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. no, I don't have
0: any, I don't have any games on my list, uh, except for honorable mentions, but like, I think for a while, it would have been hard for video games to represent a battle of like the scale of the kind of things we're talking about. Honestly, the one that's yeah. on my list is a, a new game from last year. And it's like really fucking cool. But I am having a hard time thinking unless you like, you know, you want to talk about like Starcraft or something like that, but I never played that stuff.
3: That's exactly what I was thinking. I thought about that. I was thinking about battles and I I'm a huge I I'm not a huge um like RTS fan. I'm a Command and Conquer fan. So I've played Okay. Generals Tiberium Wars like I was always Command and Conquer all the way through. I was excited when the remaster came out and then they just dropped it and i was super disappointed. Um <laughs> uh, but uh I, I did think about that. I did think about like those battles and like there i mean but it's not like a single campaign mission that i can point to that i was like the really mm. sticks in my brain as really awesome. Like there are great moments and i've had great multiplayer battles with my friends, but to me like the what makes some of these battles special is is like the heroes that are involved in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I did think about that. So it's interesting that you, you mentioned Starcraft, but yeah, RTS was a uh, definitely an interesting uh, aspect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So that was Aaron's number two Katina from Star Fox 64 and Alan, what's your number two? Alan's frying egg rolls. Oh.
5: My
1: uh, uh, my number two was tough. I was having a hard time picking a Star Wars battle, and so I went with the Battle of Endor. Um, which uh, everybody has to. Jay, have you have you seen Star Wars? Do you know what the yes. Death Star is, there?
3: Yes, I'm <laughs> very I'm very familiar with Star Wars. Yeah, it's just funny that you okay. mentioned that specific battle. Um, but I'll let you continue
1: (laughs) oh I think well okay so Endor Endor's great we might hear a little bit more about it than I have to say Um, very very straightforward proposition everybody wanted to be there the rebels wanted to destroy the Death Star the Empire wanted to trap the rebels so the rebels were I had notes here hang on I shouldn't drag that much hang on give me a second
0: so this is like them trying to destroy drink more (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> destroy the death star and then you have like the the stormtroopers and the ewoks and shit fighting on the planet right right yeah right, because right, they're right, trying right,
3: to right. get to the shield generators and shut those down right, yeah. so then yeah yeah the mm-hmm. empire
1: the empire had this big trap plan but they they didn't like coordinate very well right i mean they didn't they, count on
0: the ewoks
1: they didn't count on the ewoks you know they <laughs> they had built a shield generator on endor and they didn't even bother reaching out to the Ewoks and saying what's up. I mean, it would have been really easy to get the Ewoks to eat Han Solo. I mean, they were <laughs> they were this close
5: to just eating him. Um, and and beyond that, I feel like I don't know. Like maybe the Emperor was losing it by this point because
1: you know the. The weakness in the first Death Star was just that little, like the little thermal exhaust port. But in this one, they could fly like the Millennium Falcon into it.
5: Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's just, under it's construction, like half finished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was like it was like half done. Um, when they yeah. when this happened, um, yeah.
3: Empire not historically great at learning its lessons. <laughs> um, yeah, <No. laughs> And then
1: I, I don't I don't have much else. For notes, I just have um, two-foot-tall teddy bears with sticks and rocks and plasma enema in quotations. And I don't really know what (laughs) what those are supposed to mean,
4: Uh, but I, I got them here. I like that I don't know what it means. I love this answer. This is definitely an honorable mention for me. Uh the main thing Ewoks, very very funny, jub jub yub yub, all that. <laughs> uh, but uh, 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 another <laughs> stop laughing. Another <laughs> battle that culminates a, a a a a long important like series to me. You know what I mean? They there, there yeah. it's, it, it's 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 easy to leave some off because I feel like some are just like fairly anticlimactic like when they when they do these things but i uh, but the battle of endor specifically it has everything you're on the ground with primitive weaponry land speeders you're up in the air with the uh with the with the space battles and the millennium falcon and the ships trying to destroy the death star uh and then another part of it you have kind of like harry potter and his friends running around during the battle you have the third part which is luke skywalker versus darth vader their final confrontation so there, there's a lot of stuff going on in this final battle and it's 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 awesome it's the perfect way to end the series i've gotten a lot of hate for saying that return of the jedi is my favorite star wars movie before but it is and this is the cumulative like, cumulative, like fucking action uh of all the storylines meeting up at one place so when 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 you when you get to the end of a series that you love that's all you ask for is 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 one last big battle and this one was awesome so I, i love this answer not on my list but for sure my first honorable mention was the battle of endor
2: so i'm just gonna say that i've picked a similar star wars battle not the one of Endor. But I will say, I think what's fun about the Battle of Endor is all the plot threads coming together. People on the ground with the Ewoks, the space battle, and then Luke and Darth Vader on the Death Star. Um, I think what's fun about Star Wars is you're able to incorporate all three environments in a compelling way at the same time. I think my final pick does that very well also, but great pick, dude. That was definitely uh, a contender for my number one.
3: Can I, can I rain on everybody's parade here? Um, Yes, yes. please. Yeah. Return of the Jedi is one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. It's like bottom three for sure. (laughs) Same. Um, Same. (laughs) Yeah. I just, overall, I, I really don't like grumpy, Luke, <laughs> um, like, for starters. <laughs> uh, and then I think, I think the Ewoks are one of the, like, it's an atrocity on society that George Lucas has imposed upon <laughs> us. Uh, I hate them with every fiber of my being. Um,
1: oh. uh, blood, you made Bloodbath so mad
3: he
5: left. <laughs> <laughs> bloodbath agreed so, so hard so that he, he left, left
3: <laughs> Jay. Uh, um, yeah, no, I can't. Uh, i sorry. I can't abide by this. If I were to make a list of Star Wars battles, this would be the bottom battle. This would this wow, would be.
1: the last one. It, That's I mean, a hot take.
3: I'm just like going off the top of the dome here. There's probably some worse ones in like I don't know, season three, of the Mandalorian or Boba Fett or something. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I would I would take the Battle of Geonosis. I would take like <laughs> you know I I would take about, a lot of What about uh, the
1: Battle of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru versus the Stormtroopers.
3: Well, you can. Uh, I guess you can not name the stormtrooper.
4: trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you there, Jax? <laughs> you, okay, you,
3: okay, you got you got me. That one was not very competitive, so I guess uh, that, that that doesn't go very high on the list. Uh, no, yeah, I, I look, I, I, I understand why people like it. It's just personally, it drives me nuts. Uh, I, I can't, I can't, can't abide by it. You don't yeah. like
1: the Ewoks?
3: No, the dude. The Ewoks I,
0: are they're, they're kind of annoying, man. I mean, yeah. they're, I don't hate them. No, I, I just so hate I mean, how goofy like they, they are in the Ewoks, context right? of this
3: movie. You know, like I think, I, I yeah, no, I I didn't like them. I didn't like them when I first saw the movie when I was a kid. I my favorite thing to do in Star Wars Battlefront is to kill Ewoks. Like that is my favorite wow. thing to do. Like I would go to Endor and wow. play hunt. Wow. That's for not hours. even worth how many going, Ewoks man? to die for you to get sicko, an erection. That's what we all want to know. Sicko about. shit. <laughs> um yeah, yeah no No.
1: but what's not to like about I mean it's kind of the embodiment of the rebel alliance isn't it it's it's the the native culture uh smacking back at the empire
3: yeah but they're dumb
0: uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I I see both sides of this at least it's not whatever the fuck Jar Jar is true you know? at least yeah. the Ewoks are not that Gungan
3: i I'll take the Forget battle a a, over this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the robots. I like I like uh I, I like the the prequel trilogy. I like uh the CIS or whatever they are. So, yeah. Heath, Roger, Roger.
1: in Intergalactic Trade Policy.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> I was taking notes. Uh, <laughs> that's my uh dream job actually is to go into intergalactic trade policies. <laughs> yeah. Should have led one. with that one.
0: <laughs> lucrative. So, well, who, who, was that? Alan's number two, the battle of Endor. Yes. Alan's yep, number two, the battle way. of Endor blood man. What's your number two?
2: All right. And if you guys don't feel this counts, I, I do have a backup. Uh, I was going to say the, uh, f- the end battle, of Kill Bill Volume One, the Bride versus the Crazy Eighty Eight and all the uh, henchmen in the uh, Tokyo Gardens Club place. Uh, does that count? Like, are we are we gonna
0: argue this one? It. It's fine if we do. I
1: think it counts. Bloodbath.
0: Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I like Kill Bill, <laughs> so let's talk about Kill Bill.
1: Right. All right. Cool.
2: Uh, so I'm just gonna say, um. Uh, I'm just going to go on record as saying, like, I love any kind of battle that focuses on, like, melee weapons or, like, hand-to-hand combat, combat mm-hmm. more than I do, like, shootouts.
5: Uh, and this one just... He's still mad, Jay.
3: Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bloodbath. I didn't mean it. I, you know, I, please come back. Finish your story. <laughs> Tell me about Kill Bill, please. <laughs>
5: Uh,
0: All right, but for real, where is where is that motherfucker? I want to Blood see Death.
3: Ewoks in Kill Bill. Yes. That'll make me like Ewoks. Oh, bloodbath. You cut out.
0: <laughs> we didn't hear anything <laughs> you said there.
3: Shit. Oh, my bad. Okay. Am I good?
0: Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just start over.
2: Okay. So I picked uh, Kill Bill Volume One. Uh, the in uh, showdown between the Bride, aka Beatrix Kiddo, and Oren Ishii at uh, whatever the name of the club is that they are uh at in Tokyo in the crazy 88 her like army of like masked henchmen wearing business suits and all wielding swords first of all it's just cool second of all i do prefer like melee and like hand to hand combat over like shootouts i don't find shootouts super entertaining especially like mm-hmm. kind of in like modern modern society i think it's kind of weird to watch people shoot each other like gratuitously Um, I'm much more interested in like an extended sword fight.
0: (laughs) Much more interested in watching people stab each other gratuitously.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's so much. (laughs) It's it's super interesting look at the, the cinematography is really cool. The, um, uh, the action, the choreography, it's super amazing. There's a lot of wire work. Uh, it's a real like, ode to a bunch of like seventies, like martial arts and Kung Fu movies. Um, just super neat, uh, incredible, like cartoonishly violent, like almost like live action anime style, uh, like violence. It's really, really, really neat. Soundtrack's awesome. Um, and it's cool. But, you know, there's like some one-on-one battles and then it's like the entire like army of these henchmen show up and she kills every single one of them with a fucking sword. It's just really fucking badass, super bloody, pools of blood, showers of blood. Um, I don't know, man, just it's fucking
0: cool. It is cool. I can't argue. I love that scene. The The Kill Bill movies are awesome.
3: Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen them, but this does stick out. So, yeah, no, I I'm on board with this. There's all There's always
2: something about, like, one individual versus, like, an obscene amount of enemies, foes, whatever, that you just can't help. Like, it's badass. She won, but, like, at the same time, like, I also would have been fine if, like, they just like subverted expectations and like murdered her after a while, like just like completely overwhelmed her. Like that would have been cool too. <laughs> there's just something like, I don't know. There's just something like, like just bittersweet or like poetic about it. Like it's just like one, one individual against the just, you know, um, insurmountable odds that, uh, it's just, it's compelling. Even if it's kind of played a little bit tongue in cheek in this
1: movie. Yeah, they did. They did kind of, beat the shit out of her though. I mean that was kind of the bittersweet <laughs> part of it is you know she she wound up on top but the entire time she was getting just torn up.
5: Yes.
0: <laughs>
5: Alright, so agree, uh yeah.
0: Bloodbaths number two uh is the the fight Beatrix <laughs> versus what are the what's the eighty eight? What's their name? The Crazy 88. The Crazy 88. Uh you wacko Tarantino uh, from Kill Bill. So uh, Bloodbath's number two. Jay, what's your number two?
3: So I'm interested to see what the consensus around the table is here because I've heard mixed feelings about Game of Thrones so far. Uh, mm-hmm. But My number two comes from the show. I haven't read the books, unfortunately. Uh, but I realized uh, I actually like this battle for the same reasons I like Infinity War because it doesn't end favorably. Um, and there's an entire episode dedicated to this battle, just like all the other best ones. But it's not the Battle of the Bastards. It's not anything like that. I actually want to go to Hard Home. For this, uh, Mm -hmm. for my number two pick Uh, So this takes place uh, season six, I believe um, Or season five Uh, But uh, essentially the premise is Jon Snow um, And a few of his Castle Black cohorts Are on their way to essentially convince the free folk To go on the other side of the wall To, you know, hop on ships And to, uh, you know, save themselves from the impending doom that is the White Walkers. And, of course, uh, the White Walkers decide to show up at this exact moment that Jon Snow is there. Incredible coincidence, I know. But it makes for a very uh, epic battle. But kind of just a retreat, you know. Uh, It's just sort of this mad scramble to get the hell out of the way. um, Mm -hmm. Which I really appreciate uh, that... uh, This fully stated without a shadow of a doubt how dangerous the White Walkers were, not just to the North, not just to the Watchers on the Wall, to the entirety of a continent, right? Um, And so for that reason, I really appreciated it. And then I also appreciated the fact that they spent a lot of this episode introducing us to a lot of the free folk. Like leaders and they made them seem historically important and like made us like them or really dislike them and then they turned it around put them in a battle and then you see a ton of them fall or survive and it just they did a really great job in a short amount of time making you care about the free folk and their dynamics and then you see it you see an entire civilization get put in a corner and have to make a rapid decision about what to do and how to survive. Um, and also you get to see Jon Snow like fighting the white walkers for the first time. And I just, uh, that, that also, I think what is what elevates a battle is good. Uh, you know, one-on-one fights with your hero happening amongst the action and you can see the giant mm-hmm. in action. You know, there's just a lot to like about hard home. It's definitely my favorite battle from the series. That's a great answer.
0: Yeah, is that also the one where like they they kill a bunch of the White Walkers and they're feeling good, and then the Night King just kind of like raises them all back up from the dead, including all of the dead uh, the dead free folk too.
1: He's sitting on the dock and he just like lifts his arms up and all of them stand up. It's definitely an impactful shot. It's Mm -hmm. also, I think, the first time we saw them kill a White Walker. Like an actual White Walker, like one of the Sam killed one.
4: I think Sam kills one one first, but this is the first time you see multiple. Well, yeah, well and 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 not only that, and this is why this battle is because like I'm kinda like with you, Jay, where it's like it's more of a retreat than it is a battle. It's more of like a let's fight and get the fuck out of here as fast as we can kind of situation. However, uh that 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 moment that Dave talked about, where Jon Snow's sailing away, and he has his people, and he looks back at the shore, and the Night King, your fucking main antagonist, looking at him directly in his fucking stems, and just lifts his arm into the fucking air, and all <laughs> of his friends that he just like all those characters that you met, you like him, you don't like him, they're dead, and now they're on his side now, like yep. that. The the scope of what that meant. To not only Jon Snow's storyline, but like to the entirety of the universe is was huge because that was like again like you, you know these stories and you know what these White Walkers do and everything like that. But like that one moment where you see it and you see it through the lens of how Jon Snow sees it, that was just a, a gut punch to to Westeros. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. it's, it's not my favorite battle in Game of Thrones. My number one is my favorite battle from Game of Thrones, but this is the this is the second uh to last one I would have expected you to say, and you're you're right it's it's awesome that is a great part of the t v show
0: and the reason that like we kind of put off this like anti game of Thrones tone is because I, we've talked about it on the show before, but like all of us were super disappointed by the ending, and it kind of like clouds what came before it a little bit, but it shouldn't because up through that point, including hard home and stuff. Game of Thrones was awesome. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows ever. And I have a game of Thrones battle in my honorable mentions uh, as well. It's um, it's like hard to think back to like when the white walkers and the night King were super dangerous and used super sparingly. They were like really mysterious. Whenever they showed up, someone died in a horrific way, but it was always just like a quick little thing it wasn't like entire episodes about them until suddenly you get to Hard Home,
3: it's like, oh shit, they're here. Yeah, yeah. like this is happening now. They're, they're within yeah.
4: boating yeah. distance. Ah. <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> yeah. And now they have a thousand more people. Oh fuck.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And no, then, the, the silence that comes after that last moment too just is a br- ugh, just a haunting. brilliant
4: episode. A really, really good episode.
3: Yeah.
0: It's I want to by- just throw something out here. No, I'm going to save it because I think if we, it might come up later. I don't think it will. I'll bring it up later if we talk Game of Thrones again, uh, which it sounds like we will. So uh, Jay's number two, the Battle of Hardhome from Game of Thrones. So my number one is the battle that I wrote down immediately as soon as we picked this topic. Uh, it's the battle that I thought might be a Michael Bumpus consideration for this topic. Uh, that we decided no Michael Bumpus, uh, but it is from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and it is the Battle of Helm's Deep. It is my favorite battle in the history of fictional battles. Um, and honestly, I like think I said at the top of the show, I could have just done three Lord of the Rings battles because they're all like awesome it. in the movies. Uh, but Helm's Deep is my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite because um, I like how like calm it is for a lot of the scenes involving the battle. Um, there's a long time when the orcs are just standing out there and they're standing up on the walls and they're just kind of looking at each other for a while, talking, preparing. Um, I like when the elves show up to help. I like, uh, I think this is the battle where Gimli and Legolas are having the little contest, uh, during the battle. I like that. And of course, uh, when Gandalf shows up, uh, that part where he shows up, like makes me cry now. Cause I'm just an emotional wreck and things like that will bring me to tears. Uh, but it's, it's just an awesome battle. Um, you have, there's like a tactical element to a pretty much all the Lord of the Rings battles. Now that I think about it, that, you know, the, the game of Thrones battles get into a little bit. Star Wars is like, you have like the, how to destroy the Death Star tactics, but everyone else is just fighting, you know? Um, but there's like the tactics, you know, Gandalf's going to come in with the charge from the side, uh, down the side of the mountain, um. Kind of a dick for mating them, making them wait three days for him to show up, but I get it. All right. Uh, but yeah, Helm's Deep, my favorite. It's, it's the so best as far as I'm day. concerned.
5: Huh? The an alpha
1: move. That's why I wait, made him wait three days. <laughs> All know? right. Fair enough. Yeah. Gandalf's
4: super alpha.
0: The, the first, like, the, the day and a half before that, he's just chilling on the other side <laughs> of that hill, like, cooking hot dogs. He's like, <laughs> he's, just yeah. He's smoking
4: weed and <laughs> watching pornography. <laughs> uh, I I love this Classic answer, Um I, I I didn't pick a Lord of the Rings for my uh battle for my list or anything. Um and you, <laughs> you you did a pretty good job covering it. I just wanted to talk about uh Legolas sliding down that fucking staircase on a shield shooting things. Yeah. Fucking awesome.
5: Sweet.
0: You have the scene Sweet. with the um the like the suicide bomber like running into the wall like that charge and they shoot him like 60 times and he still makes it through. Super dramatic.
1: The, when uh, when the Gimli, Gimli toss? Asks oh,
5: Aragorn
0: sorry, the Gimli to toss, toss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this movie has oh, so good. everything. It does. Oh, dude, yeah, this I, battle I, has everything.
1: I could have picked. I could have picked three Lord of the Rings battles too. This is a. This is a great choice. Yes. I stayed away from them simply because of that. They all could have been Michael Bombist in my opinion. Every single Lord of the Rings movie or every yeah. single Lord of the Rings battle.
0: And this is, um, it's this one and there's another one that's like kind of tied for it in the listener top threes this time. Um, so this was not the runaway favorite as far as Lord of the Rings battles goes. Uh, And there's another one that's really fucking awesome. I just wanted to only pick one for the list. So, uh, that was my number one, the battle of Helm's Deep from the two towers, Aaron, number one.
4: My number one is from season two of Game of Thrones, and that is going to be the sack of King's Landing. Uh, This, to me, has all the chemical components that add up to being the perfect battle. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, but basically Stannis Baratheon is coming for his claim on the throne. He is coming to King's Landing to essentially kill Joffrey Baratheon and take his rightful place as king, which he's right about. That's another top three. So uh, a couple of things about this battle that I really love I really love the beginning of it when they send that ship out full of like the the, the dragon goo or whatever and Bron pulls his arrow back hits the ship and it's a wild wildfire fire. dragon goo it's it's the same
5: thing
4: <laughs> dragon same thing goo <laughs> it's been a long time it's been a That's long true. time so when he sorry. hits that, but like, sorry. you can, like, they have that shot where it's like the enemy, like Brett Stannis's army on those boats, and they're looking at the single boat floating towards them, and it has the shot of the wildfire like leaking out of the sides of the boat. And then Braun just straight up puts a fucking flaming arrow into it and completely destroys Stannis's fleet. That shit was fucking awesome, dude. Just And I love Braun too, in the show. So that was great. Uh, the other part of the battle I like <clears throat> is how Tyrion is, slowly has to realize that, like, Joffrey isn't going to do shit. Like, he's trying to get Joffrey to, like, go out and fight with his men and all of these things. Joffrey yeah. kind of bitches out at, you know, like, at his mother's request. And Tyrion has that moment where he's like i'll lead the charge i'll lead the charge and then he has this line which is my favorite line in game of thrones where he has this giant speech to all of his men right as stannis is hitting like the fucking like right as stannis is there and Tyrion says uh those are brave men banging at our doors let's go kill them and it was the that to me was just like (laughs) boom they go out there Tyrion immediately gets his ass whooped like right uh, the one other <laughs> thing I liked is the scene with Cersei and Tommen, where she believes that Stannis is about to break into the th- throne room. So she pulls out that little yeah. vial of poison uh, in, you know, like in planning to kill Tommen before they break in, knowing what they're going to do to him. Tywin Lannister comes through the door and it's all boom. So great fucking battle. I love it. I do feel bad about like, humanizing the Lannisters on that level, but there was a sense of relief for me no matter how much I hated those characters when Tywin came through that door, and I think it's because I like Tyrion so, so much Like at, at that point in the show. So I just think... It has everything you want to battle. It's 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 high stakes. All the main characters are involved in some way. There's no one-on-one battle to decide everything, but it really just has a lot going on in that term. And I I like the battle in the book, but the way they did it in the TV show, I thought was. Perfect. I, 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 they, they, they. Every scene in that show, they nailed up until the sixth season, and that is probably my favorite moment in the scope of Game of Thrones. So, I'll uh, stop here. My number one is going to be uh, the sack of King's Landing uh, from season two of Game of Thrones.
0: Is Just anybody else more,
1: weirded out that he's not calling it the Battle of Blackwater Bay? Yeah, it's called the look. Battle of Blackwater. The
0: sack of King's Landing is when Robert took took over. Fair enough. The Battle uh, of Blackwater Bay
1: that's my okay, number but two. yeah
0: battle of blackwater it's awesome yeah number one <laughs> my <Number laughs> I, uh, I have an honorable mention for the the battle of blackwater it's awesome <laughs> it also has the scene where you have like the hound dealing with his fear yes. of fire uh on the beach yeah. uh really awesome oh, yeah. where he just basically he's like fuck the king and walks yeah. off
5: mm-hmm. oh yeah so
1: line cool. of this show
0: yeah but uh yeah great like that that scene you're talking about where they let the wildfire out and uh it all fuck it blows up like the entire fleet is fantastic.
3: Yeah, no, I'm in uh I'm in complete agreement here. Um yeah, no, I think this battle is genuinely super good for so many uh, all the reasons you said. I do have to I I don't want to go too far on a tangent, but are you uh, <laughs> Are you a Stannis Baratheon? Are you a Stannis the Manus
4: Defender? Oh, oh I love Stannis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rightful too. Heir to the throne, bro. <laughs> he was an honorable and just man. Sorry, he's mean. The <laughs> an <laughs> like, fucking he cut off goddamn uh, so, the Undead okay, okay. Knight's fingers. But and the Undead Knight like, kept him on a pouch guys have around read his the neck.
1: Books, right? I have read the books. Yes. Okay. So you know. You know. Well, oh, no. You watch it. That's in the TV show. Stannis
3: burned his daughter at the stake, you weirdos. He didn't we, we, I want hey, to make it intensely clear. I like Stannis. <laughs> I think he's a really interesting character. <laughs> yeah. Stannis yep.
4: is
0: yep. we here at a top three podcast. Do not support burning your daughters at the stake.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hang out uh, with what? You Stannis. know what? So you <laughs> know what?
4: God. Top <laughs> three don't speak for me. If Stannis had to do it, he had to do it. And the, I'm telling you straight now, if Stannis would have won that battle and he would have become leader of Westeros, everything would have been fine. That's all I'm saying. Everything would guys, have been okay. Do you guys think that he's going
1: to do it in the books?
3: Still, I know yeah. because I don't think the yeah. books
4: are going to come out. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but let's say on the off chance that they do, and maybe there's, like, a pen, writer, somebody to come in and write it for him, and they do get finished, the the books kind of leave you with the impression that Stannis is dead, too, like, right, and obviously, like, you don't see a body in something, you have to assume they're probably still alive, i i don't it's 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 been so long since i've read the books i can't come up with something that's just like oh yeah stanis will be fine but like if you remember at the end of the last book stanis was marching his army through like the snow to get to
5: yeah somewhere like the deep well. fucking right yeah his,
4: da- yeah his daughter wasn't
1: there but his daughter mm-hmm. was at the wall with the red woman mm-hmm. with melisandra so yeah so his army was not I'm doing there. great so like Right, but, but the person that the person that was responsible ultimately for burning his daughter is Melisandre. I mean, Stannis gave the order, but he was under the influence of Melisandre. So if his daughter is with Melisandre, what is to say that she doesn't burn Stannis' daughter?
4: I well, guess and, here, and, and, yeah, and here's the thing, best, and we'll, we'll, but... we'll wrap this up because this isn't what this is about, but the only time <laughs> you see religion being real in that show is through the mages of the Red God, right? Like, that's the only what time you see faces, actually— man? Not really, I mean, I, I I, guess so, but like they, they literally bring you people back so? to life. No, okay, so <laughs> like, you're, you're right, but not to the degree that you see like the existence of R'hllor <laughs> and the Red God, right? Like these I'm are, they, they bring people back to life. If there's one side I'm going to believe, there's one side I'm cool with Stannis latching on It's the side that brings people back to life, you know? So it's hard for me to be like, okay, Melisandre is definitely toying with him, but she might be right about everything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Book's got to come out. I'm tired of talking I, about this. I don't
1: know. I mean, like, I feel like people changing faces and also being
4: dragons uh is pretty <laughs> magical. I don't. It's, it's, I don't know.
1: Like, I feel it, like those are also you, magical last I, I,
4: I, I agree with you. You might be right, but Stannis didn't latch onto the faceless men. The rightful heir to the throne latched onto the Red God. So I'm, I'm going to believe her.
1: Ooh. The rightful, allegedly the rightful heir of the throne, Aaron.
4: Another yeah, podcast. Have
3: podcast Another there. podcast. A top top three alleged heirs to the Game of Thrones <laughs> <third. Alleged. laughs>
4: Number one Podrick. Number two. Uh, yeah, hot pie.
3: <laughs> top, yeah, <laughs> shout out to hot pie. Yeah, big fan of the show. Top top three characters that should have ended up uh, uh, on the on the throne at the end of the show. Birthday oh, that, episode that, that idea. That will be controversial. Birthday
4: episode idea.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, all right. So. That was Aaron's number one, the Battle of the Blackwater. Alan, what's your number one?
1: Uh, my number one is uh, the Battle of the Five Armies. That is the Channel 4 news team, the Channel 2 news team, <laughs> the great news team, the, great the public insert. broadcast news team, and the Spanish language news team. Como estas, bitches? Uh, I've chosen <laughs> Anchorman. And the news team <laughs> throw down as my favorite battle of all time. Great. Jay, have you seen Anchorman?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Anchorman.
5: Okay, cool. All <laughs>
1: right. So, um, I don't, I don't know. This one is pretty self-explanatory. It's absolutely the funniest battle. Of all time. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Give you that for sure.
1: <laughs> Bricks there. He, uh, yeah, he, he
0: killed a guy, a guy with a the trident. The heart <laughs> and,
4: uh, he threw a trident. Where did you get that hand uh, grenade? He, I don't know. He had a hand grenade. <laughs> um,
1: there, there are people set on fire. Tim Robbins is there. Someone gets dragged in a net. Um, it's a wild time. Uh, and And it just. The only rule is no touching of the hands and face. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, a big fan. And uh, some of the most quotable one-liners come out of it. I especially like how it ends uh, with "Boy, that escalated quickly."
5: <laughs> um, yeah, but and, yeah,
0: and this is also. One of the best parts of Anchorman Two, the big melee in Anchorman Two is also really funny.
3: yes, because uh, it's <laughs> it's
0: even bigger. There's like nine news teams involved in that one.
3: Yeah, the escalation in Anchorman 2 was a highlight of that movie. like the movie was yeah. all right i would I would certainly go watch the first one before I watch the second one anytime soon. yeah, but the fight was also very humorous but i just yeah the, it's the that they went to answer to, yeah no i i, I enjoy <laughs> this answer very much
2: yeah uh good job alan like goddamn dude good fucking pick uh definitely the funniest ever like that's one of those moments i remember seeing that movie like in theaters when it was opening and i just it was great like it's a funny movie up until that point but like that sequence happens and it just like it just like nails the entire spirit of the movie so fucking well like it's so good <laughs> everything about it just like works on every fucking level like it's fucking perfection i like and i would argue as funny as it is in the sequel that they do it and they try and make it that much more ridiculous like i still think it just like doesn't even come close to touching like as fucking great and monumental as that first one was
0: dude um so, like, one of my favorite parts about that is how they keep revealing the different news teams and how there's just a bunch of other, like, comedic actors that you weren't expecting to show up in the movie as, like, the people in the other news teams, like Luke Wilson's there and, like, Vince Vaughn and all of these other people. Um, it's, it was really, like like, a snapshot of all of the, like, famous comedian, like, comic actors back in whatever year that was that Anchorman came out. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Ben Stiller was the Spanish language news. <laughs> he
4: was yeah. to say, like News <laughs> at eleven, the streets run red with Burgundy's blood. <laughs>
3: man, West uh, the brick
0: lines are great. Oh.
3: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I completely agree. Dave, when we do a podcast get together, you know, with all the video game podcasts, can we recreate this? The the anchor man yeah, <laughs> battle? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Please. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the big battle royale between all the podcasters we know
3: exactly yeah no i'm (laughs) i'm I'm 100 down just let me know i'll bring my hand grenade
0: (laughs) hell yeah i'll bring my trident (laughs) we'll we'll meet in the sears parking lot
3: perfect (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, okay so that was alan's number one uh the anchor the news crew battle in anchorman uh bloodbath what's your number one
2: all right, so Alan kind of got the ball rolling a little bit with the uh, Battle of Endor, and I would say my number one takes a lot of cues from that. It's the Battle at Scarif from Star uh, from Rogue One, uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars story. Yeah, um, I think of whatever you had to say about the Disney Star Wars uh, universe. Uh, Rogue One is probably one of the better movies that have come out. I think a lot of people have slept on it. I think a lot of people have just ignored it. It's really fucking good. And the last third of that movie is just a huge battle. It's like a complete war scene. Um, You're getting all different perspectives from the Empire, from the Rebels. um, A lot of ground fighting, a lot of... um, you know, close quarters combat when the uh, main characters are inside the tower trying to get the death star plans. You've got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of space bubble going on. The space battle, I think is like next level, like better than any other star Wars movie. I think that space battle is like superb. And, uh, what I think really sells it too. is like, um, even though the rebels are successful, they steal the death star, plan uh, all the characters die at the end of the movie. Like it's a full war. Like they all like they don't survive. Yeah, I was yeah. a really like cool choice. I don't know. Like I, there's just some, every time. Like I'll I'll turn that movie on sometimes and just forward to the like last third of that movie and just watch the battle because it's that good in my opinion. I think it's great. Um, it does everything that the Battle of Endor does when you have like all these different plot lines and threads and these groups of characters in different areas all fighting the battle from different perspectives. However, I think they just they nail it in that, like, you know, I think the Battle of Endor is, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. Like, it's not, there's not a whole lot of battle there. There's also fucking Ewoks, but like, it's the whole, like, movie. Like, it is like these pieces of the movie. Um, I don't know, it's great. I, I think, I think it is the most slept on Star Wars movie, uh, that's come out in the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, no, uh, I'm in complete uh, agreement here. Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies, probably. Yeah, you know, probably in my top three uh, Star Wars movies. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I really love this battle. There are just so many epic moments, like the moment where the like hammerhead ship pushes the Imperial cruiser oh, yeah. into the shield is imprinted yeah, into dude. my brain. Oh, it's so good. I love it so much.
1: That is That is absolutely the coolest part in that entire movie. When that ship blast that other, uh, that imperial ship into the, the, like that little gate thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, shield so. generator. Yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah. why
3: haven't we been doing this <laughs> all the whole time? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they also did a really good job about balancing, like, you just see the battle from so many different perspectives, but you also just see it, like, fit in, like, such a larger context. Like, I feel like, You know, like other Star Wars movies, like, you know, you're really focused on, you know, Luke Skywalker and what he's doing or Han Solo and like you don't like all the characters in this do die at the end. So like they're kind of no name characters, but like it was nice just to see that it accomplished what I feel a lot of Star Wars movies have tried to do and failed, like where it actually like uh, expands on the Star Wars world and let you see enough of it that you want to see but still feeling like Star Wars. It doesn't go too far in one direction or another like it's just like yeah, it's, it is it's in the title, it's a war and we're going to show you that like from like a wider perspective and still give you what you want and not make it not make the world too big or not try and explain too many details like you know what who the rebels are, you know who the empire is. Like here's them like you know, like you have a real toy box of all these toys to finally play with and they did it
1: perfectly you're exactly right i mean and because a big part of this was there was no magical hero in rogue one
5: right um mm-hmm. there
1: wasn't like a jedi that was going to swoop in at the end of the day or like some like supremely lucky han solo that's gonna swoop over the trench and blow up darth vader um you know it was just it was relatively normal folks and a robot um you know <laughs> <laughs> who yeah, are on no. a
3: mission this is the most yeah. war star wars has ever been yes. right you know just mm. the like from the beginning like the infiltration like it starts off slow and you, then, then just like the anticipation of it building to when it eventually blows up is just ah uh, it's just incredible yeah no i love this pick yeah i do Fantastic. feel
1: like what rogue one was lacking uh, was Ewoks um, <laughs> entirely, and I don't,
4: I don't understand how you can do that as a positive. My only, that. my only problem with the movies, there weren't enough Ewoks. But I don't have anything to say because I, I,
2: Aaron, Aaron, you legit have not watched this
4: movie. No, I've seen Rogue One, dude. Right, but it's been like eight years. But I really like Rogue One. But Beth, shut the fuck up. I'll come over to your house. I know what you live, dog. <laughs> <laughs> two
5: out of five uh, people are concerned yeah. doors and locks, locks. Lock. doors and lock bro
4: <laughs> i'm right here miss <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah rogue one's awesome you guys covered it so bloodbath's number one uh the battle at the end of rogue one jay finish this out what's your number one
3: well yeah there's a lot of pressure being, <laughs> being uh the last number one pick but i I had to go to the world of video games, and I promise, I didn't pick this just to plug my guest appearance on Tales from the Backlog, Um, but it's entirely coincidental, I completely assure you, but I have to go to the Half-Life universe, and I think that's because video Mm. games have always been an extremely powerful medium for me, personally, Um, and I have to go to Half-Life 2, which is one of my favorite games of all time, and I have to go to the Resistance Battle of City 17, Uh, so... During the course of the game, if you're unfamiliar, um, is you are playing Gordon Freeman and you.
0: (laughs) Sorry, what? what? You're playing (laughs) Gordon Freeman? (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs)
3: Um, And uh, you sort of go through this like time loop, or time jump, or something like that. You go through this time jump and then you end up in the middle of city 17 everything has blown up you know the entire earth is being uh, occupied by an alien force and you are part of the resistance and while you've been asleep essentially uh, this resistance has decided to pop off and you are this uh, legendary figure through the course of the actions of the first game and through the first half of the second game uh, but then you have the opportunity to be a part of this uprising where you get to fight some of the biggest, baddest enemies that you've sort of like seen in the background throughout the game. They suddenly come to life and you have to be able to take them down. And then an aspect that like I continue to appreciate until this day that they put into this first person shooter game, that is the ability to like maneuver your own troops. You know, like you'll have random resistance members come up to you and there'll be a metatrooper or there'll be a, you know, a, a certain type of specialist and they'll kind of come out of the woodwork and come to your aid. And, uh, yeah, they shout Gordon Freeman, um, you know, yeah. the, the savior. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just for me, I, I genuinely love this game. And I think, yeah, for me, this is, uh, like, I got to be a part of this, and I think that's why it elevates it to number one for me, um, mm-hmm. because, like, Lord of the Rings came across to mind, Star Wars came across, you know, I talked about Marvel, I talked about Game of Thrones, but being in the Battle of City 17 was so epic to me at such a young age, and continues to be a chapter that when I go back and play, I, or when I go back to play Half-Life 2, I play this chapter, <laughs> yeah, I play these chapters leading up until the infiltration of the tower you know i just I, I i genuinely uh am in love you know with this segment of the game it's so good
0: yep any of you guys play half-life 2
4: nah i was i i, I had had it, not yeah i never got into it
0: yeah i Is played it, it for Switch? the first time uh no it's not i think it's only on pc and then they did it for like xbox and ps3 like it was in the orange box yeah
3: it was in the orange box and the port was pretty good not the perfect yeah. not perfect um but yeah
0: Did but they- i i bet you whatever laptop you have alan can play half-life 2 yes yeah <laughs> um it's 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 good it's a really good game i played it for the first time like a couple years ago last year time doesn't mean anything The J came on my uh, gaming show Tales from the Backlog to talk about Half-Life 2. And I I thought it was great. It it holds... It's one of those games that people talk about from, like, you know, a game that revolutionized first-person shooters a while ago, but it still holds up really well. It's just a really fucking good game. And, dude, I'm... I, like, so... I play I play video games as like my leisure activity. My main source of entertainment is playing video games. And it's because of what you said, like whatever's going on in a video game, whatever's going on in the story, you're a part of it. You're controlling the character. You're sometimes choosing actions in that battle. Like you said, you're making decisions on what you want these soldiers to do. You're the hero, basically. And that kind of elevates storytelling in video games for me. Uh, personally is why i choose to play video games instead of watching movies in my free time so this um like i remember I, the the thing i remember most about this battle is like those giant fucking oh the, like robots the stalkers and all that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah showing up and you're like ah shit like this is this is bad uh earth is <laughs> fucked uh overrun by like these aliens um and, uh, because, because, uh, cause again, another one of those things, like at the end of half life one, you lose. Yeah. And so you're, you're picking up like kind of building this resistance force in half life Two So yeah, really excellent game. Um, that, that final sequence is super epic, like moving from building to building and cover to cover, ordering these soldiers around, taking out these giant robots. It's great.
3: Yeah, and I know that it's not really a part of this battle, but when you get when the gravity gun goes blue, holy smokes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you never like the, that level of uh, uh, powerful feeling uh, is is yeah. unrivaled. So yeah, no, but yeah, yeah Half-Life too, um, it's fantastic.
0: Pick. And uh, it, we were, we were joking earlier for those who haven't played. Like, you ever like play a video game or like watch a movie even where there's like a, a hero and people don't treat them with like the reverence that like the hero should get you know like in um horizon zero dawn aloy yes. is like the the only hope for humanity and people just treat her like shit the entire game
5: yeah it's uh, incredible.
0: not in half life 2 people no. treat gordon freeman like he's michael jordan the entire game it's fantastic <laughs> michael Basically, jordan you, cross you walk Jesus. in the room like, yeah <laughs> yeah you walk in the room and people will be like, Holy fucking shit, is that Gordon Freeman that just walked in here? And they <laughs> made me laugh every time. <laughs> so good. It's great. But it's a good game, really good game, good pick. Um, so let's get into honorable mentions. Let's do these lightning round. Uh, I have a couple. Um, I have the entire final book of The Wheel of Time, which I talked about. Uh, again, it is massive. Uh, one from a video game, the battle of Ragnarok from the end of God of War Ragnarok. Um, it is incredibly epic in scale, like to something I played and I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is like new video game shit. This is next gen shit. Uh, it's awesome. And then a fictionalized version of the battle of Thermopylae from, uh, the movie 300. That was awesome. Aaron, how about you?
4: Uh said the battle of Endor. Uh, another one I really liked was uh, the battle of the Kala from wolves of the Kala the the uh, fifth dark mm-hmm. tower book. A uh, big fan of uh, Susanna teaching a bunch of women to throw plated, like sharp plated discs at robots. So that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll throw it to uh Helm's deep too. That's pretty sweet. So yeah, I think that covers it.
0: All right. And Alan.
1: Um, I went with, uh, two Star Wars. I, I went with Hoth and the Death Star Trench Run um, because they were in the arcade game and that was really fun. I went with uh, three Lord of the Rings ones, uh, Pelennor Fields, <laughs> uh, Helms Deep, and uh, uh, the Battle at Weathertop because fuck you guys, I don't care if it was just Aragorn there.
4: Eleanor the ingredients
1: uh, FYI. And uh the last one I did was um uh Tropic Thunder the the whole thing. I like it. That.
0: <laughs> That's a great movie. Uh top 3 uses of black f- no never mind. Right. <laughs> another uh, episode, another episode. <laughs> another episode. Uh Bloodbath honorable mentions. Good man.
5: <laughs> uh, I
4: thought you, I, right, so I, yeah, I thought you're just yeah
0: uh, my name is bloodbath by honorable mention is the battle of the bands at the strawberry festival in
5: 2005
4: Good <laughs> <laughs> enough. That yeah. is, that's all the final cut that was excellent
0: for real bloodbath you there buddy
4: no he's not there he's mad at you now oh sorry he was muted it was
2: muted
1: <laughs> sorry please believe uh, we'll be the- me
2: We'll do the Battle of Hoth uh, from Empire Strikes Back. And then um, the uh, (laughs) final battle uh, from Street Fighter, the movie where they storm Bane's castle. Okay. Bison's castle.
3: Yeah. And Jay. So I have two. One, uh, I want to mention one Lord of the Rings one that no one's mentioned. It's just like my personal favorite for no reason whatsoever. And it's when Mm -hmm. the Ents attack isengard oh yeah <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it, it's not better than helms deep or Minas Tirith or anything like that but just personally i love it so much it's so good um oh, second yeah. honorable mention goes to probably my my most recent the paranormal liberation arc from my hero academia was absolutely insane and i just had to give it a shout out but um it had a lot of named heroes not a lot of nameless combatants so i didn't want to put it in my top three but if you're my hero fan uh it's endlessly epic
0: all right hell yeah so let's get into our listener top threes for this episode And I will get us started with Chris C, patron from the Retro Hangover Podcast. Thank you, Chris. Chris's number three is, I can't pronounce this shit, Balam versus Galbadia Garden from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Sorry, Chris. Number two, Battle of Hoth, I can pronounce that, from The Empire Strikes Back. And number one, Battle for Helm's Deep from The Two Towers. Good list.
4: It's a good number three, Chris. Uh, Next up, we have Moon, a patron from The Triple Smoon youtube
0: triple s moon triple s moon
4: (laughs) no it's definitely triple moon moon
0: is funny though
4: (laughs) i feel like you guys are coming at me right now no i'm just kidding all right so moon patron thank you from the triple s moon on youtube uh number three the battle at the end of twilight breaking dawn part two Avi. Uh, number two, the battle at the end of the Lego movie, which I don't know uh, is probably awesome. And Moon's number one is the entirety of the finale of Gears of War 2, or when Delta Squad reunites until the end.
0: Hell yeah. The Lego movie is awesome. Yes. Great
4: movie. Next up is Randall, a patron who we
1: all know and love. Uh, <laughs> his number three is Siege of Terra. From Warhammer 40k, which I'm to understand is a video game for a personal computer. Uh, <laughs> his number two is Assault on the Citadel from Mass Effect. I don't understand anything about that. Uh, but his number one is The Battle for Deep, which is an all-around excellent choice from a, from a small fella, Randall. <laughs>
0: Alan, if you uh, if you don't know what Warhammer forty K is, just go like look at how much stuff there is with Warhammer 40K. It'll oh, blow yeah, your mind. Yeah,
1: people make money. There's uh there's a lot of stuff I don't know, Dave. There's uh there's a lot of stuff I don't know.
3: No way. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: next up we have Ryan, a patron from the list off podcast. Ooh. Number three, World War Hulk. Number two, the Battle of Pilinar Fields. And number one, the Battle of the Bastards. Honorable mention, the final conflict in saving Private Ryan.
4: Battle of the Bastards was cool. That was that was that was maybe the last cool part of Game of Thrones.
0: And Pelennor Fields is really fucking cool.
4: Absolutely.
0: Uh, What is World War Hulk? I have no idea. I assume it's from a comic.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it's a it's a series of comics where, yeah, like. Hulk, it's it's sort of like part of Thor Ragnarok where Hulk is on his own planet and he's just like doing gladiator shit, basically. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> okay. cool. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Ryan, correct me if I'm nice. wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's it's, it's it uh, from my understanding. It's very well liked, so I I like the pick. Uh, next up. Jude Law, a.k.a. Doug. He is a patron and uh, part of Nostalgium Arcanum. Uh, Number three, you have Quasimodo defending the Cathedral from the Hunchback (laughs) of Notre Dame. Sweet. You have uh, Lancelot versus the Wedding Party from Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
4: (laughs) Then,
3: (laughs) then of course, you have the battle uh, for Minas Tirith at number one from Return of the King.
4: That Lancelot, what is funny. That's very
3: funny. Minas Tirith is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next up, Jeff, formerly Jerf, a patron and all-around swell dude. Thanks, Jerf. Uh, (laughs) Number three, The Bride versus the uh, the Gang of 88 from Kill Bill. Um, Number two, the entirety of Mad Max Fury Road, uh, which is true. It is basically the whole movie. Um, Number one, the final match in Shaolin Soccer. I have no idea what that is, but if it's Jerf's number one, then I bet it's at least fine.
4: It has the word <laughs> soccer in it. I'm not sold. Next up, we have my new lifelong nemesis, Chris N. He's a patron, I guess. Uh, number three is Helm's Deep from Lord of the Rings. Number two, the first assault on the Death Star from A New Hope. And number one, the news anchor fight from Anchorman. These are all <laughs> great answers, Chris. Make you see yeah. me now.
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> uh, next up is Matt, a.k.a. Storm again. Patron and host of the fun and games podcast. Um, whose number three is the Avengers versus Thanos in Endgame, not in Infinity Wars, which I believe is what we were talking about earlier. This uh, is yeah, the other two. half. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's the other half. Yeah, that's. Well, it's both halves in that one, too, I guess. But number two, <laughs> Battle of Helms Deep, the two towers and number one, the Reaper invasion of Earth from Mass Effect three. So there are a lot of these Mass Effect things in here.
0: Great. The Mass great Effect's series. good. Mass Effect's good. Very good. Mm-hmm.
1: Aliens or
5: what? Oh, are yeah. Talking
4: yeah. Yeah. OK. Loads of them. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go.
0: You can have sex with him if you want to, Alan, and that's not a joke. Yeah,
4: no, I had sex with um, uh, Fox News four <laughs> yeah, I think funny. Uh All right,
2: next up we have Nick from the uh, Patreon from the Friday Night Gamecast Number Three: Opening a Fellowship where the armies of Man march on Mordor. Number Two: Battle of the Bastards from Game of Thrones. And number one, the opening battle of Revenge of the Sith with the Republic vs. Separatist fleet during the siege on Coruscant.
0: Sweet. It's a good, uh, not as often this- mentioned battle from Lord of the Rings. The one from, like, the, the backstory, you know?
3: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. The end of the
0: Second Age.
3: Next up, you've Aaron. Uh, all right, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Next up you got Aaron from Super Pod Saga, number 3 you have the Battle City semifinals, Battle Royale from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Um sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh number 2 you have Battle against Granishka. Granishka from Berserk. Um number 1 you've Gygas from Earthbound. I don't I don't know any of those. So yeah, I yeah, mean I know you do, all... but I don't think that counts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it counts. I told Aaron that Gigas is okay because Gigas is uh like a an Eldritch monster. Uh so that big enough, I suppose. Uh next up is Dave C. Uh Dave C's number three is Battle at Gronder Field from Fire Emblem Three Houses. That is a cool battle. Uh number two, the Battle of Denarim from Dragon Age Origins. And number one, The Battle for Earth from Mass Effect 3. Uh big Bioware lean for Dave C.
4: Next up, we have... Oh, look at this serendipity
0: that Aaron has to read this one.
4: Yeah, I, I, was, go- I was going to say something. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have my friend Kozovics. Uh looks like he chose to talk about anime so this is basically my living hell uh number 3 is the Gundam Meisters versus Union Human Reform League and AEU from Gundam 00 that sounds great uh number 2 the Hero Association versus Dark Matter Thieves from One Punch Man okay uh and number 1 is Naruto World versus Akatsuki from Naruto Sepudin. Sure. Uh, if if Kozevic wins, I will not be joining the next podcast.
0: Oh, uh, dude. Alan, we finally, we got an out.
4: <laughs> that's that's, right. Got my vote, <laughs> that's right. That's right. This is your chance. <laughs> I do love you, Kozevic's, But of course.
1: <laughs> oh, is this me? Adam R. Coming at you. Number three. Battle of Hollow Bastion from Kingdom Hearts 2. Number two, The Fall of Reach, which I think I remember from Halo. And number one, the airport fight from Captain America Civil War. Also, uh, I don't don't really remember that one that much.
0: Uh, Noted as one of the examples I said at the top of the show that wasn't big enough for this topic. But hey, Adam Mm -hmm. R. marches to the beat of his own drum. Dave calls that a ruckus. (laughs) <laughs> it is a ruckus it's not a battle they had a ruckus they had a i was gonna say it's a fracas but tumble. i don't know how to spell fracas so i changed the word that's fair so top three words you can't spell coming up next week on the show <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> all right next up we have burger champ number three the battle versus the free navy in the expanse number two the battle of Phelan Field in the Stormlight Archive. And number one, The Forever War from The Forever War. I don't know any of that. Not one thing.
0: Stormlight Nothing. Archive is an awesome fantasy series of books that is unfortunately on like book four of a planned 10. So <laughs> it's, re- it's, it's rough. It, the books are great though. I heard you the expanses.
1: Planned 10 books though.
3: Yeah yeah the expanse i've heard I've heard that one before i've heard it's quite good, but uh next up you got John from the video game lounge podcast uh number three rebels attacking Scar from Rogue One applause uh number two, Battle of Ragnarok from God of War Ragnarok and number one, the Battle of Sterling Bridge from Braveheart that's a good one. No one talked about, but good battle
4: yeah was a great movie Braveheart completely fictional oh, I love you always, always have. have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh shout out to Scotland. Um Mikey Tabletop is next, Mikey Long from time Big time Drink to. Energy. Uh number 3, Dumai's Wells from the Wheel of Time book 6, Mikey knows what's up. Uh number 2, Come Along With Me, the epic battle at the four part series finale of Adventure Time. I've never watched Adventure Time. I hear it's good. And uh, number 1 countdown to destruction the two-part season finale of power rangers in space which is farther into power rangers than i watched uh but in the countdown to destruction the united alliance of eagle evil the united alliance of eagle invades the galaxies and demolishes all the previous power rangers and zordon fucking dies mikey's words wow
4: (laughs) poor billy Next up, we oh, have Mike, we have <laughs> yeah, poor Billy. Next up, we have Chris <laughs> Vertigo to Hell on Twitch with the two as the number uh, number three. The final battle in Farscape: The Peacekeeper Wars. Number two, the Battle of the Bulge as portrayed in Band of Brothers, which I hear is awesome and I should watch it, but I never have. Uh, and number one, the final battle in Army of Darkness with the stop motion skeletons. Very cool.
0: Okay. Hey, hey, Army hey, of yeah. Darkness rocks
4: never seen
5: it we
0: watched that in like shop class in high school
2: yeah dude Mr uh, what was his name Mr. Plyman
0: Plyman yeah let us watch Army of Darkness in class you're gonna dox Mr. Plyman like that (laughs) nah dude that's a
2: shout out fan of the show (laughs)
4: big
1: fan fan fan. of the show (laughs) Uh, next up is Matt M, whose number three is the battle of endor whose number two is the bad the final battle in avengers end game and uh whose number one is the battle of Pelennor fields two out of three madam two out of three
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right next up we have becky number three the battle at the beginning of gladiator Number two, the the Battle of Hogwarts book version. Aaron, you sick fuck.
5: <laughs>
2: oh, Number one, uh, Helms <laughs> Deep.
0: Good list. Good list.
3: Now, next up, we got Jim, uh, number three, Battle of Winterfell, but he says John versus Ramsey. So I think he means the Battle of the Bastards. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, Battle of Geonosis um, from the second Star Wars movie, Attack on the Clones. Uh, number one, the Battle of Pelennor Fields from Return of the King.
0: Pelennor Fields is awesome. It was, I mean, not not a toss up between that and Helm's Deep. I like Helm's Deep more, but Pelennor Fields is the Helm's Deep of that movie. It's awesome. Yes. Mm, Ghost Um, pirates. Yeah. The ghost, the ghost army riding in killing the elephants. Yeah. Uh, next up is Heather. Heather's number three is the battle. I can't say this one either. Uh, battle in Kaikei. uh, AKA the first battle of the Ramayana. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Uh, number two, demise wells from wheel of time. And number one, the final battle from the wheel of time, which again, I want to reiterate is an entire fucking book. So, great, great uh, Wheel of Time list. Uh, I don't know what the other one is, Heather.
4: All right. I don't know any of yours, Heather. Next up, we have Rat Boy. Uh, Rat Boy's number three is the club scene in John Wick. Uh, number two is the Black Gate Battle in Return to the King. Uh, Rat Boy's number one is the Battle of Helm's Deep. And his honorable mention is the entire movie of The Raid. <laughs> I haven't I know, seen the
0: he, raid. He, he, I'm going to yeah. continue to not watching it because it makes Ratboy mad. Fuck, so Mister
4: Robot, it. dude. <laughs> 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 uh, and
1: and finally we have Craig, uh, who's you know guys. I'm just so glad when Craig writes in. It's so nice to hear from Craig. No, so good. he's still out so much there. more just, than Ratboy. So much more. Oh, I mean, yeah. just so much more than Ratboy. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I never knew that I could. I could love someone so much more than Ratboy until <laughs> until there was Craig. Um, number three, Kirby Battle Royale, uh, because obviously. Uh, number two, Battle of Hogwarts, and number one, Final Battle of Avengers Endgame. Now, do you guys think that Craig Googled Kirby yes. Battle uh, to find that Absolute answer? Absolutely, yes.
0: Almost, Or certainly. it's not a real yes. thing. I
1: think and that, he that put means the words he's together. probably our most dedicated mm-hmm. listener.
0: Yeah, that's true. Craig, I don't think anyone else on this list has ever done research. Craig's the only one, that, they, including the people Correct. on the show. We
4: don't, don't do, do that, research no. either.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> uh-huh. so. Craig's
4: putting in more work than yeah. all. Re- research boxes. is going to be on my yeah. top three words I can't spell next week. That's how little <laughs> I know about it. <laughs>
0: So those are our listener write-in top threes for this episode. Uh, Do we have a winner for this episode? Jay, is there a winner in the bunch?
3: Uh, So a winner as in a uh, particular top three or a single entity?
4: No, no, no. Who had the best list in Uh, our uh, honorable mentions? Who who had the best list? Who had the
3: best list? Okay, great. Uh, I mean... No one mentioned uh, any of my picks, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I'm feeling That's, yeah a little bit strike number one Yikes. against everybody. Yeah, so but uh, the battle of Pelennor Fields, and I like Ryan's honorable mention of saving Private Ryan. Um, I don't know. I I like I like the list off. I like the list off list so far.
0: All right, congratulations to Ryan for winning <laughs> this episode of a top three podcast. And uh, as always, Bloodbath will hand deliver a gift to you in a time and place that is most inconvenient for you personally. So be on the lookout for that. Keep your doors unlocked. Uh, And, yeah, that's all of our listener write-ins. Appreciate everyone who writes in. If you're listening to this and you think, hey, I want them to read my list on the show, you can do that by going to uh, our social media pages, um, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. And Facebook, when I remember that Facebook is a thing, I post the topics, you can post your lists, get included in the show. But the best place to do it is in the Discord server for the tube. Uh, You'll find a link down in the show notes to join the Discord server and join our community of lovely people, including Jay and sometimes Aaron and not really Alan and Bloodbath, not really there. It's it's actually pretty nice. Uh, So you can join the Discord (laughs) server. We'd love to have you. It's a wonderful place. And, uh, yeah, we have a, a channel for all kinds of, uh, top three related stuff. If you want to do some casual top threes, you know, not like the serious stuff we do on the show. Uh, yeah. What's, what was the, uh, the topic we were doing in there earlier today? Uh, top three doctors that are not actually doctors, uh, which is, could be a topic for the show <laughs> at some Dr. point. Blood but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr.
4: Bloodbath. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dr. Bath. So, um, before we sign off here, uh, Jay, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody once again uh, about Super Bracket Bros and where they can find it.
3: Yeah, Super Bracket Bros is a podcast where we take fictional characters from across the multiverse and pit them against each other. Right now, we're doing a kaiju tournament, like I mentioned, at the top of the show. Uh, We're almost, we're we're rounding it out. Uh, We've got, we are pretty close to the final four, Um, and so if you want to jump on to season five, we've got all of your favorite kaijus and you can jump on just, you know, my suggestion, um, you know, you can find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just scroll through the backlog and see if you can find uh, a character that you like, a character that, you know, uh, maybe one of your favorites and, you know, see how we talk about them. See if we are, you know, your vibe, uh, because we don't really take things too Seriously, uh we you know we're not crunching the numbers over on Super Bracket Bros but we do try to find the right winner at the end of the day. Uh but um yeah, we're having a great time. You can find us on Instagram. Uh we have our own Discord and technically <laughs> just like a top three you can technically find us on facebook um but um yeah you can find <laughs> us uh find us on the internet just super, search super bracket bros uh we'd love to have you if you have the time for another podcast in your life but thank you all of you for um having me on letting me get to pick today's subject it was a ton of fun and i'm glad uh yeah i i think there's some really fun discussions so thank you all so much and thank you to dave i, I genuinely appreciate Aye. the invite
0: yeah, of course. Um, Super Bracket Bros is a good show. Recommend everyone check it out. Again, if you like this show, what, you're going to pretend that you don't want to hear an episode about King Kong fighting some kaiju or something like that. You want to listen to that. Of course yeah, you King don't. Kong versus so,
3: Voltron. Coming at, you in this, coming at you soon. King
0: Kong versus Voltron. Holy shit.
1: Heck yeah. Importantly, right. importantly Jay, I have to ask, is Mechagodzilla a vehicle?
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it. told you. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh. uh,
0: this is because we stole one of your other topic submissions for an episode that, as we're recording, will come out next weekend. Uh, top three fictional vehicles. And uh, Alan put up a good fight, but ultimately lost, as he always does. So, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Tune in in a couple of weeks. We should have a new draft episode coming up in a couple of weeks with another very special guest. Uh, but they said they don't want to know what the topic is. So we don't know what the topic is yet. Uh, so yeah, cool. Tune in next time for another episode. That was a bad sign off, but we're ending
5: it now. See you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.